0: I want you to want me I want you to want me I need you to need me I love you to love me I'm begging you to beg me I want Shun up the old brown shoes Put on a brand new shirt Get them early from work If you say That you love me then I, didn't I, didn't I See you crying Oh, then I, didn't I, didn't I See you crying Feeling a little, little friend You know, feel like dying Oh, then I, didn't I, didn't I See you crying want you to want me. I need you to need me. I love you to love me. Oh, I'm begging you to beg me. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. Oh, Cut up the old brown shoes Put on a brand new shirt Get on my phone work If you say that you love me Then I, then I, then I see you crying Oh, then I, then I, then I see you crying Then I love a little thing, like dying Oh, then I, then I, then I see you crying Like dying, oh, feel I feel I feel I see you crying. I want you to want me, I need you to need me, I love you to love me. Oh, I want you to want me I need
1: <clears throat> to the Beantown Podcast by and for Quinn David Furness, host uh, with the most, almost banged my guitar against my knee, Quinn David Furness, Be- jeez, what's, jeez, get a room, man. Quinn David Furness, come to you live from 817 St. Paul Street, <clears throat> I'm moving the coffee table. What's happening? This is me, this is my voice. That was Cheap Trick. Pride of Rockford, Illinois. I was talking to a coworker about this today. We somehow got on the topic of that 70s show, and I may or may not have said that. I think Ashton Kutcher is going to win an Oscar at some point. However, the question arose. I was aroused. Um, who sings... The That 70s Show theme song, and of course, being from Rockford, That 70s Show is a Wisconsin show, Wisconsin, I know the answer. It is, of course, Cheap Trick, Rick Nielsen and those other two guys, so there's some good trivia factoidalation for you. My name is Quinn David Furness, and I apologize for what you just heard and what you're about to hear, but... That's sort of how this show goes. You know, it was about a year ago. We were two months in, probably a little bit less than that, but about two months into our Beantown podcast, and the fans are clamoring, you know, as they are wont to do. They're clamoring and saying, Quinn, we would love some, you know, intro, outro music. I think the fans will really identify with that. All the top podcasts have that. And so I said you're right. Intro outro good stuff. But you know, we're a we're a low key, low budget, low cost operation here at the Bean Town podcast. So we can't afford the expensive licensing, marketing, trademark, copyright, branding rules that go into the American legal code these days. So I said Don't worry about it. I'll handle it myself. And we've been handling it ever since. So YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, please don't take it down. I'm honoring the great cheap trick. And we're having a good time. Welcome to the Bean Town Podcast, six and a half minutes in. For Saturday, March 2nd, Bean Town Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts, also known as the People's Podcast in some circles. Uh, this is Quinn David Furness. I am your host for the evening. Uh, whenever you're listening to your podcast, I'm sitting here in 817 St. Paul Street, Homestead, as I like to call it, drinking a little bit of bourbon. Uh, first things first, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Town Podcast. Number one, we will occasionally use some objectionable language. Number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. So consider yourself forewarned. Mercy, okay. I think we got all the semantics out of the way. Big thanks. Before we do anything else, big thanks to special guest, friend of the podcast, Man whose couch I have slept on many times and man who coached me when I was an uncoachable middle school basketball player. Ryan Austin, Ligan, all of the above are true. For coming on the podcast last week in what can only be described as tradition, uh, doing our Oscars special. A lot of attention was given to the Oscars monologue this year because there was no host. So I stepped in and said, look, I'll host it, I'll do the monologue, don't worry about it. I wrote it, I produced it, I directed it, I filmed it, I edited it, yada, yada, yada. But I don't want this to go under the rug. And by this I mean Ryan coming on the podcast for 90 minutes to make his Oscars picks. This man came out here, sat through all my rambling, all my pretentiousness pretending to actually know movies and made a fool of us all and won the 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 pool this year so uh, congratulations to ryan your prize would have been in the mail if I, there was a prize so congratulations to ryan i think official count i'm trying to i think what did we end up you said 16 or 17 right something like that maybe 15 i don't remember more than i got more than Anybody else I know got. So congratulations to you, Ryan Austin Ligon. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast, giving us your time. Always a pleasure. Welcome back anytime. Uh, big announcement next week. You guys all knew this was coming. You weren't quite sure when it was going to happen, though. Uh, it's happening next week. Taxes live on air. We're going to have W-2s. There are going to be 5498s. I can maybe hint at a 1098T, a miscellaneous form. We'll see what's going to happen. I'm not sure. I'll I'll tease some of those things. But as tradition would have it, we will be joined by another dear friend of the podcast. This is literally you guys are having it good, especially if you just started listening to Beantown Podcast. Now, if you're a new listener, welcome. You guys are getting like the all-star lineup because last week you get Ryan Austin Ligon. This week you're getting buzzed Quinn. Next week you're getting tax specialist and original friend of the podcast and in some circles maybe may be considered the co-creator depends on who you ask uh matthew fiedler coming on the podcast to do our taxes live and you know tax season tax days in what about 40 days here um so he's going to walk you through all the big updates to the tax code he knows the irs like it's his birthday Um, so it's all it's all very exciting but that's coming up next week on the podcast you're not going to want to miss it it is always one of our best shows every year or at least it was the first year so what are we actually doing today? Well, you might have seen my social media post uh, yesterday, day before, I don't remember when it was, Thursday or Friday. Um, I've been lying pretty low on social media uh, this week. The Oscars monologue last week was amazing, but it was also just between the actual production of it and the writing and all that, you know, that's a, a lot of work. But then all the promotional stuff, the red carpet, I, honestly, it was just, it was a lot um and that's the thing too when you're a low budget operation you know i don't have a producer i don't have a writing team we're doing that all ourselves over here at the beantown podcast so to have that all sort of come together the way it did was awesome but also is just physically exhausting and this is a i'll make this point like to a certain degree i'm always joking to some extent when it comes to the beantown podcast but actually as much fun as I had, like doing the whole Oscars monologue, that whole thing was exhausting. I loved it. I'll do it again next year if they need another host, but the whole thing was exhausting. So I took a couple days, not like I wasn't doing like a social media fast or a social media cleanse, right? I was still checking stuff, but in terms of like, the grind of tweeting and Instagram posts and Facebook stuff, all that stuff, whatever. Even the Beantown blog, I kind of took a day off. I wrote about the Oscars on Tuesday morning because I really needed Monday to just be like, I can't I can't do anything. So I, I finally got around to doing uh, Beantown blog stuff on Tuesday. but. Otherwise, this week I was lying pretty low, and that's extending to the podcast um, this week. There are a couple new things, a couple interesting things that are happening. For one, we're going to be focusing this episode a little bit on the TV Guide, uh, which is always very exciting. We've been talking about the TV Guide on the podcast for the last two or three months, but um, just sort of in passing this week, we're actually digging into it. Um, we're going to uh, briefly mention horse names real quick because the Kentucky Derby is only, what, two months away here, so I want to bring that up. Uh, we have a new sponsor, probably going to be the highlight, I would think, of this uh, episode, this installment of the Bean Town Podcast. Uh, so th- that's sort of what's coming up. It's not going to be a long podcast. I promise that to you right off the bat. Why? Because, one, don't have a ton to talk about, too. I'm sort of like buzzed. I'm going to finish my bourbon. We're going to upload and I'm going to bed. Um, I worked a full day today and not full like six hours full. Like I was at work at eight and I left at like four thirty. So pretty tired. Um, yeah. So I don't, I physically don't have that much that I want to share because I'm tired. So let's do this. Uh, I didn't even mention this on the upcoming things, but, this is something that has been brought up by <clears> myself <throat> in conversation for a couple uh, a couple different conversations that I've had recently. And some people that I talk to are like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. And they, like, get into it and they get what I'm saying. Other people don't, don't give two Fs. So I figure the podcast will probably lean one way or the other or at least the friends of the podcast. So let's, uh, let's bring this point up. The Bible, the Old Testament, religion—I don't get into it too often. You all know that. I think I even set that like standard. In my first podcast, January 2018. I think I said something like, "We're not going to do religion. We're not going to do politics." I don't know. I have to listen back to it. I don't care. Um, I will occasionally dabble into the religion thing, though, and it's not—it's always pertaining to Christianity because that's what 95% of my listeners are. Are familiar with can identify with etc i'm never the person to come on here and bash christianity christians this bash isn't isn't a good word i do like to point out things that are particularly perplexing or rub me the wrong way ish for instance last easter episode whenever that was april 2018 something like that we had our Passover episode, and you know, I made a joke about passing over the veggies and going for the carbs. It was it killed. Got like five or six laughs. We spent a lot of time in the book of Exodus talking about whatever it is, the 10th plague. Is it the 10th and final? I'm not sure. I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. It's a good word, theologian. Um, but the one where God basically sends the angel of death, which angel of death, like... hold up there i don't think i spent a lot of time talking about this on the podcast back in the easter 2018 but like what the what the hell there's an angel of death like damn (laughs) what that's a thing okay maybe i'm overly perplexed by this because i'm three drinks in but there's an effing angel of death like yikes he sends the angel of death down to uh, Cairo or wherever they're stationed out there in ancient Egypt. And unless there's blood, lamb's blood, by the way, there's a lot of sacrificing in the Bible and not like the small ball kind. A uh, lot of sacrificing in the Bible, if you don't have blood, lamb's blood smeared smeared over the, the front of your door or something like that, then God, the angel of death is going to like omnipresently, omnisciently, and omnipotently sneak through the crack of your door and kill your firstborn son. I, I want to know what the autopsy reveals on that. Imagine being a doctor in ancient Egypt, and you know you get the call in the middle of the night. Oh, my son is what? What's wrong? He's not breathing. You go do the autopsy and. What what signs are you even looking for? You know, does the angel of death like leave a? Is there like a signature move that the angel of death does? I am thinking like asphyxiation or something. What do they do? Do they choke them out? What's what's the deal? Uh, Bleed to death, internal bleeding. Uh, I don't even know if the autopsies could reveal internal bleeding back in ancient Egypt. But I am getting off the topic here because I haven't even gotten to my actual point. This is just recap at this point. So I will occasionally do things like that um, where I just point out the fact that God is a dick. Well, I'm not going to talk about how God is a, a, a dick on this episode. But I do want to draw attention to Exodus chapter 7. So if, you're, if you know, you're, you're pretending that I am a preacher or something at this point, then you can turn. I always thought that was weird when you go to church and be like, now turn to Exodus chapter 7. That's what the, like, the PowerPoint is for. Honestly, like, who uses books anymore? Who uses Bibles? Like, give me the PowerPoint. Yeah. So Exodus chapter 7. And I got the King James Version because I just figured it seemed a lot more holy. So, Exodus 7. And the Lord said unto Moses, and I'll tell you when I'm getting to the good part. "Uh, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Pharaoh is a tough word to spell. P-H, it's your first trick, A-R, A-O-H, weird combination of letters, A-O-H. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh that he send the children of Israel out of his land. Now, did Moses have like an officially diagnosed speech impediment, or was he just like, oh, I can't do it, send someone who has a better orator? Did he have like a doctor's note? Could they diagnose that stuff in ancient Egypt? I have questions. Continuing on. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. And that's the Lord talking. Now, and this isn't, again, my overall point. We're getting there, I promise. But the Lord spends a lot of time in Exodus hardening, like intentionally hardening the Pharaoh's heart. What, like, isn't that the opposite? Like, I literally feel like, and this is all coming together, because the Egyptians were brown, Jesus had, or not Jesus, the Lord, L-O-R-D in all caps, God, had this, like, raging heart on to where he wanted to harden Pharaoh's heart so much that eventually he felt justified in using the 10th plague to kill all the sons. And I don't even know, like, why he needed to feel justified, because God answers to God. But, like, total dick move. Continuing on here, chapter 4. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth mine armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by thy great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch forth mine hand upon Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them, so did they. That's uh, kind of a fragment. And Moses was fourscore years old, that's eighty, and Aaron was fourscore and three years old when they spoke unto Pharaoh. And the Lord spake spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Shew a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. So here's my problem. The Bible, it's a good read. Got some good parables. Parable, great word. Fun word to say. It's got some interesting history, right? Old Testament. Crazy stuff going on in there. You ever read the book of Leviticus? I haven't. What's it about? I don't know. There's like 67 other books though. Um, but one thing that you don't really think about when you think of the Bible is magic. Um, specifically is in that term, right? You might think of Jesus, okay, water into wine fish and loaves, et cetera, yada yada yada. But we don't consider that magic. We don't call that magic. That's like a Jesus miracle. Magic miracle. They're different things. So if you if you ask a Christian, you know, your your average white Christian, what you know, magic in the Bible, that's not a thing, right? They say, no, magic that's not a thing. Doesn't doesn't exist. Not my hashtag not my Bible. Well, that's when I open up Exodus 7, and I say, now check out this part when the Lord tells Aaron to cast down his, his rod, and it turns into a snake. Continuing on here. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron, listen closely. This is from the horse's mouth. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And he hardened Pharaoh's heart, and that he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. And the chapter goes on for another 11 verses, but it's talking about different stuff. Holy cow. Are you like, what? Just casual magic. I like that. And I think if I was ever going to start, uh, like a, a a punk band or something, I think I might call it casual magic, but like Exodus seven, if you're like, magic's not a thing, but you're also a, like a hardcore Christian and you've take a literal interpretation of the bible then what what's the deal what's with these rods becoming serpents that i have questions i'm gonna leave it there because we got other stuff to get to and i promised i wasn't gonna get long and now we're gonna get long so sip a bourbon and we'll keep going um by the way my drinking habits are hearkening back not my drinking habits. Um, whom I'm drinking, right? It's like who you're wearing on the red car, red carpet, the wet carpet. Who I am wearing uh, is a callback to the Bean Town special bourbon tasting. That's not that's not one of the higher profile Bean Town unplugs we've done, um, and it was it kind of just came out of nowhere. But we were in Lexington last fall, September, I suppose, maybe late. Or early october sometime in there we did bourbon tasting there's a live stream on it a live stream of it on my youtube channel and we also have the audio as a bean town unplugged but i i got four different bourbons and i tasted all of them i'm drinking maker's mark tonight which was like the fancy one um the last one i tasted as part of my taste test i did like early times jim beam another one apologies for forgetting it and then i did maker's mark uh, so I bought Maker's Mark. I bought what do they call it? A fifth, something like that, at my local liquor store. I, I did spend more than I typically would, um, just on my straight liquor. I think whatever I bought was like it's not a fifth; it's bigger than that. Um, I, I paid like thirty, thirty-five bucks or something like that. And I'm, you know, I'm probably getting eight, eight drinks out of it, eight to ten drinks. So good value still, um, but. Uh, Yeah, I don't normally spend that much, but I was feeling bougie like a month ago when I bought it. So I usually have one or two drinks a weekend. It lasts me a little while. Let's read some ads here. Um, Let's dig in. We have got some ads to read. So we shall get started off with Home Pride Oregon as we like to do. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider, with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing and plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor-certified and home inspection certified so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve at 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com. That's 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Homepride Oregon. Inspection perfection. I want to give a shout-out to the Samsung Q2U series, stuck with us through thick and thin, did a fantastic job of capturing the audio quality of our Oscars special last week, working double-duty, fantastic quality. Just remember, when God speaks, he uses a Samsung. I want to give a shout-out to the TV Guide, which uh, we're going to be focusing our attention on here in the second half of the podcast. Uh, thank you to my Delta Airlines Skyline Miles for uh, hooking me up with a year's worth of TV guide subscriptions. Um, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the 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 copy, the edition when you know the Connors are coming back without Roseanne. So it's no longer Roseanne, it's called The Connors And there's a picture, excuse me, of famous actor John Goodman on the cover And the front headline just says, he's back And The Connors debuts this Monday on ABC Something that we did a a couple weeks ago, I reckon two or three weeks ago uh, Garrison Keillor impression It wasn't strong, but it was fun And I had fun, and I I heard that the listeners had fun too. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick that back up. I'm not confident in it. It's not very good. Um, But I figure, hey, you try it out a little bit each week, it's going to get better. So I'm going to have some more bourbon, and then we're going to try a new section. And then we also have a new ad to read. This is really exciting. But we're going to try it in the Garrison Keillor voice. If it works, great. If not, then we'll do it in a normal voice next time. So let's see how this goes. And I feel like I need some intro music, or else I'm just kind of jumping into the birthdays here. So we're going to start by reading some birthdays on the podcast. Jessica Beale, born in Eli, Minnesota, my home state. Actress, seventh heaven, married to pop star Justin Timberlake. Jessica turns 37 today. Happy birthday to Jessica. Bryce Dallas Howard, whom you might know from the Jurassic Park series. Famous daughter of Ron Howard, who was on the Andy Griffith Show. Bryce turns 38 today. Congratulations and happy birthday to Bryce. Mr. Chris Martin from England, Exeter to be specific. You know him from the band Coldplay, Viva La Vida, Clocks, Yellow, and some of the recent crap. Used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow, sons and daughters, Apple, and Moses. Chris turns 42 today, which is fun because 42 is a song from the album Viva La Vida. So happy birthday to all the friends of the podcast. And let's now read an ad from a new sponsor, Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. How many midtown Baltimore-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995, and is probably one of the better barbershop organizations serving Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County, Illinois. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email CutsbyQ at com. That's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z by q at yahoo dot com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Okay, so pros and cons. Pros. I got through it without like any major um, missteps. I will say the the tune of the song which I was thinking about on my way home from the bar tonight. I didn't sing it the way I envisioned it. I kind of started off in the wrong key, and then I just never could quite save it, but I had fun regardless. Uh, Cons, my Garrison Keillor (laughs) sucks. It's very one-dimensional. I always start up here, and then I kind of get lower, and I sort of end right here. And it's kind of a little bit more Paul Harvey and the guy from Dateline, but... We will continue to uh practice it. I that's literally something I've like physically tried to do probably three times in my life and once was before live on the podcast. So um yeah. Critical uh, or, or or constructive criticism, comments, uh conjecture, all that stuff, email uh beantown podcast yahoo dot com. That's beantown beant yahoo dot com. But thank you to the sponsors, right? We're we're building a library here. We got Home Pride Oregon, we have the Samsung Q2U series, TV Guide unofficial sponsor, and now introducing Cuts by Q. So, Jack Links, if you're out there listening to this, which we all assume you are, feel free to jump in anytime. You have my proposal. It was very generous to you. It's easy money for both of us. Uh, so, just things to consider. Um one quick thing before we kind of finish up here with the TV guide. Last year, for the Kentucky Derby, we did – and it wasn't the Kentucky Derby. I was in Boston visiting co-hosts of the Card Road podcast, Enrique Entertainment, Ryan Austin, Ligon, and Chris in English for that. I don't know when it was. We did our top ten favorite horse names. Not favorite horse names. These are my top ten horse names, names that I've developed, I've created – It was originally intended to be a one-time thing, and then I realized, you know what? I'm good at this. Uh, I'm good at horse names. So let me uh, me give you a quick refresher, and we'll do this again when we get to the 2019 version. This is not – I'm not about to give you the top 10 2019 horse names. I just – here's the thing. I was talking to a friend, and I said a word – that made me think. Oh my god, this is a perfect name for top ten horse names twenty nineteen, and right now it's the front runner. Now I've only thought of one, so of course it's gonna be the front runner, like that Hugh Jackman movie that I didn't see, uh, but I really like it. But let's give you a quick refresher on on the twenty eighteen top ten horse names, and then we'll do this again um, in a couple months. But just to sort of kick this off, uh, the I'll just give you the ten. Not gonna waste time. Episcopalian, Anheuser, bitch. Slumdog, Leanne Thompson, Ticonderoga, Corda, Stamford Raffles, Darth Vader Ginsburg, Mud Dauber, and Richard Hidalgo. So, you're probably all thinking, well, Quinn, what's the amazing horse team be thought of for 2019? Again, currently it's number one. we got to develop another nine, though. Pentatook. Pentatook. I... Effing love it! It's perfect. It's just like Episcopalian. I know they're both religious. I get it. I obviously that's where my bias is in terms of a really good name. But come on, Episcopalian was an amazing horse name. You want to know another amazing one? Pentateuch, Right. It's got everything. It's got kind of that specific knowledge. It's got that that twist. Right. Either culture or religion. Or like entertainment or history, anything like that. It's got that twist to it. It's really fun to say Pentateuch, and it comes from a whole different language, right? It's Hebrew. It's it's the perfect perfect horse name. So we're gonna have a hard time topping it. I think that's gonna be number one for this year. I'm not gonna commit to that because I got another couple months to figure things out. But right now, the front runner, the lead horse, no pun intended for top 10 2019 horse names is Pentatook. If you don't know what that means, ask your Jewish grandparents, whatever. So we are at 35 minutes in here. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that we finally did, after a lot of speculation that it might be a scam, we finally did get our first ever copy of the TV guide. It was Tom Selleck on the front, timeless, promoting Blue Bloods. And we got another TV guide this week. So, on the cover, the first thing you'll notice is that it's two people I've never seen before. The opening headline is, oh, it's a double issue. The opening, is there a TV guide every week or every month? Confused. NCIS LA Wedding. Kenzie and Deeks tie the knot first thing you'll notice here NCISLA. that's six letters two acronyms i know the second one is los angeles but what is ncis i've heard of it before i don't know what the acronym is ncis national crime investigation scene maybe it's oftentimes in the international world you'll see an acronym that's like french and the letters don't line up in English, and you're like, this doesn't make any sense, but I guess we'll use this acronym. Maybe that's what NCIS is. Donnie Wahlberg's new crime show. Oh, that could be interesting. I don't know anything about Donnie Wahlberg other than that he's related to Mark Wahlberg. He probably wouldn't be too happy if I said that. So we open it up here. We're seeing what's on the inside. There's, oh, you'll like this. The very first page on the inside is an advertisement for a brand called Leap. L-E-A-P. Vaping for adults. Leapvapor.com. Not for sale to minors. What's the what's the deal with vape? Is it the exact same thing as cigarettes except it's not smoke and it's vapor? And if so, what's the difference between smoke and vapor? Because it's not like someone's vaping. And you see them doing it in a movie theater and you you can't see the remnants, vapor, smoke, whatever you want to call it. You still see it. It looks like smoke. So if it serves the same purpose as smoke and it looks like smoke, what's the deal? Is it healthier? I don't know. I don't get the whole electronic thing though. Everyone's always on their phones and their jewel pods and they're doing their e cigs. The next page, America's Got Changes. Heidi Klum, Mel B., and Tyra Banks won't return to America's Got Talent. Can Summer's number one show stay on top? So I don't know who Mel B. is. Tyra Banks, I thought she did the Project Runway show. Apparently, allegedly, I'm looking at this picture, Howie Mandel... Who Still on television. Who knew? And Simon Cowell. At what point did Simon Cowell go from American Idol to America's Got Talent and be like, I'm still not in Britain? The Breaking Bad movie is a go. Fire up the meth labs. That's a hook. More intel is being revealed about the Breaking Bad movie. So I'm looking at a picture of Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul... People are like, well, is Brian Cranston going to be in the movie? There's no fucking way. You can't put Brian Cranston, and apologies for my efflages, you can't put Brian Cranston in the Breaking Bad movie. That's just. If you. And Vince Gilligan is smart enough to know this. If you make a movie after the TV series, and all of a sudden Brian Cranston is still kicking then it totally negates the whole power, the impact of the last season of Breaking Bad, which is basically like Walter White's funeral, right? You don't realize that until you've actually watched the whole thing. But the whole – he Walter White got his edge, got his spark from, like, avoiding the law, right? Uh, running up against the higher-ups, whether it's Tuco, whether it's Gus, whomever. When he finally gets on top, it's he. the only place he has to go is down. And he goes down very, very quickly. But you don't need me to tell you that. Scanning through. Oh, there's Gina Rodriguez. I saw this on Twitter today. Gina Rodriguez is going to be part of the new cast of a Scooby-Doo animated film but voiced by her. I don't know if she's doing Velma or Louise. I don't know which character she's doing. But I saw this, which was very interesting, and I don't remember the actor's name. It's not Martin Lawrence. He's white. He's from SLC Punk, and he played Shaggy on the, uh, the two live-action remakes with Freddie Prince Jr. They didn't even ask him, uh, and that's kind of not cool uh, if he wanted to do the voice for Shaggy. So um, bad on you. Whatever movie studio is making that company. Whis- or whatever movie studio is making that movie. Whiskey Cavalier. How many ads did we see for Whiskey Cavalier during the Oscars? It was whiskey-diculous. Seriously. Every commercial break was one commercial Whiskey Cavalier, one commercial for a Google. I don't even remember what they were, but it was for Google. And then one commercial for something else. Um, it's also, it has that Foley guy, what's his full name, I don't know, who was on Scrubs, he plays the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the aquarium, that's not right, the seal trainer, the dolphin trainer, the whale trainer, something like that, Sean, is that his name, I don't know, one of Sarah Chalk's floozy boyfriends. Someone got married. Oh, it's the NCIS people. So there must be a male and a female actor in NCIS. And apparently they they tie the knot. This says LL Cool J. What? Oh, there's LL Cool J. Is he in that show? I don't know. Ian McShane's very big year. Ian McShane I don't know him too much. He seems like the kind of guy who's probably like a theater guy. He did um the that new uh Pirates movie though. He played Blackbeard. And I I've seen like clips from that but I I never really actually saw it. Um Josh Groban bridges in concert for Madison Square Garden. You know, he was doing that one show Where, like, he plays a son and his dad is, like, a a bad guy and he's got to, like, bring him in. I don't know if that was on Netflix or what that was, but it never really seemed like it took off. Gotham. How many seasons is that one going to be on? It's been a long time. The movie pick is Hidden Figures. Well, we talked about that in the Beantown blog. That is Baltimore City's favorite movie. It's literally—oh, you'll love this. So I didn't even get to talk about this in the Beantown blog. I was talking to my friend, my coworker, worker um, who was recently called into jury duty, I don't know, three, four months ago, something like that, I reckon. She said Hidden Figures was also on when they went to jury duty. So now I'm thinking, well, Baltimore City Jury Duty only has one movie, and it's Hidden Figures. Um, oh, this is interesting. The case against Adnan Syed. That's the kid from Serial, um, Baltimore-based. Shameless season finale, season or series season apparently. Emmy Rossum, how many times does she like have sex on camera in Shameless? I've seen like six episodes, and I think I've seen her naked about eight times. So, um, hey, good for her for a living her life. But oh, now we're in the into the TV listings. And they don't start till Monday, March fourth. So. Today is Saturday, March second. For another forty-five minutes. So again, to recap, I don't have a TV, but if I had one, I would know what was on. So, and there's a lot. Apparently, this was a double issue. It's a lot packed into here. You got those stupid, like cardboard ads, and you flip the page to them instinctively. Sunday, March 17th at St. Patrick's Day. You remember when Sally Field used to have osteoporosis and she did the Boniva commercials on TV? You don't really see those anymore. What happened? I don't know. All right. I was looking at my health insurance. Um, Yeah, 45 minutes, longer than I wanted to go. Apologies. I really dug my teeth into... um, one of the things we talked about. Uh, that's all I got for you, right? Next week, we're going to have special friend of the podcast, Matthew Fiedler, live on air. Last week, had Ryan Austin legan Thanks to both those guys. We will be in touch. We'll see you soon. Um, otherwise, thanks to our new sponsor, Cuts by Q. Uh, again, cutsbyq at com. Newest email address. I own about 50. Uh, that's just one of them. So I'm looking forward to getting some spam mail from Burkina Faso and the like. And uh, otherwise, that's what I got for you. So this has been Quinn David Furness. Coming to you live Saturday, March 2nd, Bean Tom Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Thank you guys for tuning in. I uh, hope everyone has a good week. This was a ramble episode. I hope you enjoyed the song, a little bit of Cheap Trick. And, uh, yeah, let's go to bed. Let's finish this whiskey. Let's upload. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll check in on you with Matthew Fiedler, our tax accountant, next week.